This is a Story Hunter Productions podcast. This episode deals with graphic content and may not be suitable for all listeners. You cut off his arms, you cut off his legs, you cut off his head. How could you miss his dick? How could you miss his dick, dick? Eight-year-old Faith Reed loved hanging out with her older brother David, who was 11. They were part of a whole gang of kids from their neighborhood that often played games on the street or went exploring. It was 1946 in Hamilton, Ontario, a blue-collar town supported by steel mills and factories. It was a time when families didn't lock their doors and kids could stay out late. On this particular cool Saturday morning in March, David and Faith were meeting up with the Weaver brothers, nine-year-old Fred, 10-year-old Robert, and 12-year-old Jimmy. The group of five friends had planned a picnic outing to Albion Falls, a well-known waterfall located a few miles east of the city centre on Hamilton Mountain. The kids took a city bus to the top of the mountain and got off on Mountain Brow Road, which was also known to locals as Scenic Drive. The children walked along the road for a while, then two of the Weaver boys, Fred and Robert, crossed the road and headed down a steep hill. Grabbing onto the underbrush to keep from slipping, they made their way down the steep embankment. Then they spotted something lying under the fallen trees and brush. What's that? It looked like a dead pig, but when the boys got closer, they noticed bloodied clothing. They came running up the hill and said there was a dead man down there, a dead person. Well, of course, we didn't believe him at first. And uh, we had seen some pigs dumped over the mountain earlier, so we just thought there was another pig. But they insisted. The Weaver boys ran back up the hill screaming that they had found something. Initially, Faith and the others thought the boys were just playing a joke. But the panic in their voices convinced them to investigate what it was. We went down not about 20 feet, I think. It was quite steep where it was. And sure enough, there was a dead body there with no arms, no head, no legs. It was a torso. The terrified kids scrambled back up the hill and formed a human chain in hopes of stopping a passing car. Eventually, a couple pulled over and the kids assured the man it wasn't a prank. The man got out of his car and headed down the hill. He soon discovered the children weren't lying, and it wasn't a pig. When the Ontario Provincial Police arrived at the scene at 11 a.m. that morning, they confirmed the discovery of a human body, missing its head, arms, and legs. When they turned the body over, they also discovered two bullet holes in the chest, and it also looked like someone had tried to cut the body in half. Three days later, the torso was identified as John Dick, a 39-year-old Russian immigrant and Hamilton streetcar conductor who had been reported missing. And it didn't take long for the police to narrow in on a prime suspect, John Dick's beautiful new wife, Evelyn. Evelyn was charged with her husband's murder and was sentenced to hang, but she was eventually saved from the gallows on acquittal. Evelyn was then charged with another murder, that of her infant son whose body was discovered in her attic. Evelyn was sentenced to life in prison 
and was sent to the Kingston Penitentiary for women. But that wasn't the end of Mrs. Dick. Evelyn was released from prison after serving only 11 years of a life sentence. Then, she was relocated to an undisclosed location, set up in an apartment, a new job, and given an entire new identity, all courtesy of the National Parole Board. Evelyn Dick simply disappeared. Then, in 1985, at the age of 65, Evelyn was granted a rare federal pardon under the royal prerogative of mercy. This meant that the convicted murderer's criminal file was forever sealed and she would never be found. In 1946, a man was murdered, dismembered and thrown over Hamilton Mountain. An infant baby was strangled and encased in cement in a suitcase. But the woman who was the prime suspect in both murders and who was convicted of one was given an entire new life, a life that neither of her victims ever had the chance to live. Why was a convicted murderer given such royal treatment by the National Parole Board and the federal government? Where did she go? And who did she become? And why, 74 years later, after the murder of her husband and child, does Evelyn Dick remain such an enigma? There's just like so many mysteries associated with this. Um, you know, the, the, what we're talking about now, but, but exactly her involvement in the, in the death of uh, John Dick, you know, what, what degree of involvement are we talking about? You know, how, how she managed to um, disappear without a trace and whether even, uh, is she alive today? I'm pro- probably not. But, you know, when did she die? How did she die? You know, it's, it, it's just this incredible lack of, uh, lack of closure. I'm Catherine Fogarty, and this is Where Are You, Mrs. Dick? An eight-part true crime podcast that relives one of Canada's grisliest crimes and searches for the famous femme fatale who likely got away with murder. Evelyn, oh Evelyn, it's been a very long time since you went away from here. Your cigarette and big doe eyes. Your cigarette and big doe eyes. Evelyn, oh Evelyn, Dick, you were so pretty just a Mrs. Dick is written and produced by Catherine Fogarty. Audio production is by Daniel Borgers at Borgers Music. The song Evelyn Dick is written and performed by Mark McNeil. A special thank you to Mark McNeil and Brian Morton. This is a Story Hunter Productions podcast. For more information on this episode and other podcasts, visit us at storyhunterpodcasts.com. Evelyn.